0: Gonna win the football game!
1: Tatum drives down and throws it down! Whoa! The throw rainbows it down the right side for Kyle Pitts. He's got it! He's there! Touchdown! Oh my!
2: What's up everybody? Welcome back to the Sports Bits Podcast. Uh, this week got a nice little new segment for y'all talk about the suns a little bit And then we got a little new segment. We're gonna call basketball theory Uh, so I guess we'll just jump right into it And uh, we're back
1: after our two-week hiatus We had yeah, thanksgiving facts. plus other a lot of school stuff, but hopefully we can get back into a rhythm We're
2: quite literally in the middle. Oh, well, we're in the middle of finals, but we're hopefully
1: so. gonna have an episode still next week mm-hmm. We can we'll make it work always. I'll try to make it work. Absolutely. We will All see
2: right. so to kick it off I guess we'll start with the Isaiah Stewart and uh LeBron oh,
1: James fight. Yeah, that happened um, two weeks ago, but I still yeah. want to talk about it because it kinda it was, had it was
2: pretty it was pretty intense. It was violent. From what I saw. Yeah, violent. <laughs> it was it was straight mo- Mollywap. Molly so
1: from like LeBron you see like James. Yeah, you see like people like fighting in the NBA. Oh, it's always just like, oh, I'm gonna fucking fight you, like I'm gonna like get in your grill. And like no one's actually throwing punches until you see Isaiah mm. Stewart so bleeding from the eye. Yeah, so, so I don't know. Um, kind of a little for, graphic for you too, Yeah, but. for
2: those who uh, didn't see it, basically uh, there was a free throw. It was between the Pistons and the uh, Lakers during a, a free throw. I forget exactly who was on the line, but Isaiah Stewart uh, was getting boxed out by LeBron James, and then it looked like he threw a pretty hard elbow right into his eye, and then uh, Isaiah Stewart started bleeding all over the place. Uh, they had to separate the teams multiple times. Isaiah Stewart did his best linebacker impression. No, he did his
1: big Derrick Henry impression yeah, of trucking like, through he people. He broke
2: through, like, three security guards to try to get to LeBron. Um, It was pretty intense uh, overall. I mean, I know Isaiah Stewart now is kind of saying that he doesn't think it was an accident. LeBron apparently tried to reach out to him um, and talk about it, but Isaiah Stewart does not think it was an accident. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't know. What do you guys have to say about it?
0: I mean, for me, uh, you know, I, I, I think that it was clearly intentional that LeBron was trying to get him off of him. But he clearly went about it the wrong way, clear because of the you know the situation that was happening. Mm-hmm. So I think that like you know he didn't realize what he was doing, but was LeBron at fault hundred percent? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and I think that realistically, a lot of people are saying that uh, Isaiah Stewart's second reaction, like when he was walking off the court, um, and then decided to charge at LeBron again. Um, that it was an overreaction. In my opinion, I think that was valid because he didn't realize that there was blood dripping down his face at that point. And it was and a then, lot. And there was, like a it lot. was a lot of blood. Was a lot. It looked so like he punched so him right face. So got, he got heated all over again because he felt the blood on his face and was like, holy crap, I'm bleeding mm-hmm. and I want to kill LeBron now. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I think for me, what I, I did not like how the league handled this, they suspended Isaiah Stewart for two games mostly because of his reaction sure. after yeah. which yeah. i think that suspension was valid cuz yeah i mean he charged at lebron i would have been yeah. pretty pissed but uh, you know I mean, <laughs> you, you gotta have keep, to keep your you got to keep your cool but i'm um, they only suspended lebron for one game which i don't agree with at all i think yeah. that that was a pretty nasty hit and i yeah. think that you know unnecessary um, if, to yeah say definitely the least. unnecessary so both players were ejected obviously um pretty much instantly but um I feel like LeBron should have gotten punished a little bit more. You know, they only mm-hmm. suspended him for one game. Um, I know it's LeBron, but still, I mean, they got to have some accountability for yeah. these players, I think.
0: I mean, he did kind of get his karma a little bit with that false positive test that he got. <laughs> yeah, but they ended up letting him play because well, he got that, the yeah. hole Well, now the, he's and, able to play again. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. but,
2: yeah, I think definitely a weird, weird situation. You know, yeah. I didn't know that uh, I was going to be watching the WWE. <laughs> that night. Like, yeah. That's what it ended up being like. Um, so, yeah, more on the uh, actual basketball side of news. Uh, Luke Walton just got fired. By or the got fired two Kings. weeks ago.
1: Again, this is like the two weeks ago news. We're trying to like run through Was it through two his... weeks ago? Oh, yeah. right.
2: Okay. Well, he We're got trying fired. to sequentially go through the yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. So, he got fired a few weeks ago um, from the Sacramento Kings. Alvin Gentry is now replacing him. Um, Luke Walton, not a great record no. with the Kings at all. Or the
1: Lakers. Or,
2: yeah, ne- did not do well Even with the LeBron. either. either. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know too much about Luke Walton. I know you guys probably have more to say about that. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. uh, the
0: one thing that I will mention is that he was definitely, because uh, he, he coached college, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was definitely a better college coach than he was an uh, NBA uh, coach because I vaguely did remember that, but um, yeah. uh, when he... Uh, we saw when he start, first started with his head coaching positions at uh, on the Lakers when he uh, overtook that head coaching job. Um, you know, we 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 kind of knew that he would struggle at the beginning, but like after going to a team that was significantly worse than the Lakers team that he had before on the Kings, you would uh, you would assume that he would kind of work better with you know trying to develop these young guys on the Kings team to try and you know, work better together cohesively and become a better unit. But I mean, if anything, they just seem to have gotten worse. And like that, that's just not good. Like Buddy Heald is still putting up production. Fox is uh, is trying to one of the um, best point guards yeah.
1: in the league, in my opinion, he defensively is, and offensively. He
0: would be if he didn't have a crappy coach and a crappy team. But True. You know, um, so I mean, like there are players on there that like actually do put in the effort for it. But I mean, they just they don't have the right guys for it, and they have definitely did not have the right coach for it. I think mm-hmm. Ed, Gentry would be a is a good replacement, but. Um, you know they are three and three currently under Gentry, um, and uh, I don't I I I think that it will be better off. Do I think that it will be significantly a big change from Luke Walton? Probably not, but mm-hmm. I mean I I think there will be an improvement from Walton. Yeah, say the least. So on
2: Gentry, um, so he ha- already held a couple assistant Wait, coaching can I say jobs something about Luke real quick? Yeah, go for it. I, I was mean, gonna
1: type. I was gonna loop back. To oh, looped, yeah. Yeah, you can loop back then. Uh, yeah, so for, for Gentry,
2: uh, so he held a couple assistant coaching positions with the Pistons, Heat, Clippers, and the Suns. He actually coached under uh, Mike D'Antoni, who is a phenomenal coach, yeah. so you would expect for him to get some good experience out of that. Um, he ended up getting fired from the Pelicans after their terrible bubble run, which I mean the bubble is something in and of itself. But um, so he was there since two thousand fifteen, and then when they came back in the bubble, they had a horrible season for the mm-hmm. restart, and then they ended up just firing him. Um, you know, I mean he had to deal with regular Pelicans issues. He had to deal with an Anthony Davis injury, a DeMarcus Cousins injury. So, I mean, I think that f- the Pelicans, I think it's kind of hard to really put a lot of blame on him for that. Yeah. They I had, so. I think, his entire coaching uh, tenure there. I think he had to use over 140 different starting lineups, Jeez. which yeah. is just insane. Um, you know, he just did not have the right assets, players, anything to work with them. But he ended up getting fired. Now he's with the Sacramento Kings, but uh, (laughs) so as for Luke Walton, um, I know, you know, he just did not have a very good run with the Kings at all. He was 68 and 93, 26th in defense. Um, You know, I know you said you wanted to talk more about Luke Walton. Yeah,
1: I mean, again, Jay and front summed it up, but also I don't know how he, like when I first saw Luke get hired, I didn't see why they hired him because there was really no potential coming off the Lakers he didn't really utilize his talent. Again, that's what we were talking about. Kyle Kuzma didn't – his talent didn't get utilized and uh He did hire LA. Him because he
0: was an assistant, but, like, yeah, I, mean, but I agree. I don't think that's yeah. enough to make him a head coach. No, mm-hmm. but
1: also, like, that was the point of what I was saying about Kyle Kuzma's talent got underutilized and also his play style got underutilized, and that's partly because of Luke Walton because he doesn't know how to manage his, his roster or his talents. His lineups are terrible from right. what I've seen. Um, I can't think of any specific examples, but point being, I think I saw one time, when, on the Lakers at least – he was trying to put um, L- uh, Lonzo and LeBron at the same time, where they're both usually facilitators when it comes to the offense. Yeah. and I think it would have been better for them to have Lonzo on the bench managing, or just have him off this off the court. This um, have him individually on the court, this, uh, not at the same time. Point being, that was a terrible ca- like uh, lineup they had. I couldn't fucking put the, the words because. <laughs> Yeah, Luquan was terrible. I couldn't watch him. His lineups were garbage. And then he did the same thing with the Kings. And it seems like with the Kings, he tried to play a lot of the young talent a lot. But Marvin Bagley, I don't like Marvin Bagley in general. He's not a really good player, so I wouldn't have given him minutes, but he did. Uh, I don't know. Again, his lineups were terrible. I think that's the main reason why he's not a good coach. It's just mm-hmm. his lineups are garbage. Mm-hmm. And again, is there a future for Luquan in the, in the league? I hope not. because Probably not. Unless he wants to be an assistant and relearn everything that he... Needs to learn or commentate with his dad. That's <laughs> who. <laughs> that's who. That's who. So. I think
2: that's really the only thing that I can see him doing right now. Uh, I yeah. feel like after the horrendous run with the Kings and a very subpar, a mediocre run with the Lakers, I do not really see why a team would want to yeah. go after him. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think I think that he's I think he's done in I terms agree. of coaching. Yeah. But um, so moving on, more on the <laughs> more firings. Why did you delete that?
1: Oh, no, no. I was going to move that to the end because it was more recent. It was just as of this morning. Okay, so I'm gonna do the. the <laughs> I,
2: I was like about to talk about something. Oh, and yeah. This man just deletes the whole paragraph. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: It's but, um, all for sequential, all right, so, yeah, we'll, sequential sake. We'll, t-
2: we'll tie. Th- we'll, we'll come back to that. All right. So um, I guess, I mean, if we're talking more uh, in terms of chronological order, uh, John Wall right now with the Rockets. First off, Rockets... Terrible start to the season. Is it going to get any better? Probably not. Nope. But John Wall, (laughs) is he coming back? Who knows? Because right now the Rockets are paying him $44 million to sit on the bench. Five-time all-star point guard Mm -hmm. sitting on the bench of a team that's currently leading the league in turnovers right now. Yeah. I don't really see the... the appeal. not even appeal. I guess uh, mind, oh, thought process is the word I'm looking for. I don't understand why you would because no. like here's the thing: is is John Wall gonna go back to his prime? No, of course no. not. He's coming off of two really bad injuries and he's getting old. But I mean, is he gonna be a better point guard than most of the twenty-something-year-olds on the Rockets? Probably, I think. Um, I mean, when he came back for about forty games last season, he averaged twenty points and seven assists. Yeah, I mean he's um, thirty-one. So. that's not even that old, but I mean, no. he's coming off of some bad injuries.
0: So mm-hmm. well, he hasn't well, been in the league for a couple years. So. Well, yeah,
2: I mean, he, he was out for two years and then came back last season, had a relatively productive 40 games, as I just mentioned. Yeah. But um, yeah, now he's sitting on the bench right now. And the Rockets said that they wanted to go young with KPJ and Jalen Green. You know, they just drafted second pick um, yeah. and they wanted to get these guys some touches uh, with the ball pause. But <laughs> I don't. Understand why they would keep John Wall on the bench like that well, and pay him all this well, money. Well,
1: well, the reason why I wrote this in is because, um, so originally in the beginning of the season, John Wall did not want to play. He wanted to sit out the whole season, but recently, as of I think three four day, three four days ago, he met with the GM, front, uh, the Rockets front office, and he's talking about. Like potentially coming he back, he wants to play. He wants to play he wants again, to play now. which is completely different than what mm-hmm. his agent originally said in the beginning of the season. So I guess he had changed his mind. You really don't want to have forty-four million dollars rotting on your bench. You might as well play him some minutes. That's what I'm saying. And also, so, like
2: this is a relatively good point guard, and right now he's sitting on the bench of a team that's leading the entire league in turnovers. I
1: think it's facilitation. You, you like, really think skills that could yeah, really be ab- beneficial for absolutely. This team. And I
2: think that now that KPJ <coughs> is starting point guard. He has never played the point guard position. I think he has a lot to learn from John Wall, and right mm-hmm. now he's just sitting on the bench.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I, d- I do think that a lot more is going on behind closed doors. Uh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, we know that John Wall is showing up at practices. So, I yeah, mean, I, he sits I, on the
2: bench for every game. Yeah, so mm-hmm. there,
0: there's no doubt in my mind that he uh, um, is trying to help improve the players on the Rockets team, mm-hmm. but I think that he ultimately knows that he wants to leave. So I mean, it's a matter of time before he leaves. He just teaches it the stuff that he can to the younger guys on the Rockets. That's pretty yeah. much all. I have mm-hmm. to say and about. I think
2: in terms of him leaving right now, he does not make a very good case as to why another team would want him. Yeah, because he hasn't been playing for a while. Um, so He's I, I don't,
0: refusing to play for a team yeah, yeah, so I don't really see
2: Well, to be fair also, the Rockets did say specifically that they didn't want him to play also right. It was more of a mutual decision, I think I, In yeah, terms well, of him not playing he felt more right.
0: strongly about it than they did probably, Yeah, that's probably true That's, that's, that's probably true, true.
2: But um, I don't really understand... Why?
1: It doesn't make any sense. You know?
2: And like I said, he's not making a good case for him to come back to another team. I don't really see another team being like, oh, we really want John Wall right now. You know? Yeah. No. I, I don't really see that. And it, I mean, is he going to get $44 million from another team? Absolutely not.
1: No. No way. No uh, chance. I guess the one small thing I wanted to write in at least uh, Demarcus Cousins got signed by the Bucks for one year. Um, I mean,. Are we are we surprised? No, I don't think DeMarcus Cousins is gonna make an impact. No, I mean he's scene.
2: he's like ring chasing right now. He wants a ring.
1: Yeah, you know? and he, I he think wants a ring. yeah he they already have Bobby Portis and 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 um, um, Brook Lopez who are great centers for what they need. So I mean, I Brook really... Lopez is
2: actually out indefinitely now. He just got surgery, I think, on his oh wrist maybe that's why they signed him. Maybe back. that's
1: why they signed him, huh? No, I'm kidding. They probably play Giannis at the five and then. Bobby Porters at the backup. Giannis but.
2: at the five was working well for them. <coughs> like, that's a yeah. different conversation. But, um, but so yeah, yeah, I mean, he played 15 minutes as his first game back. Got about, I think four points, seven boards. So, impactful. Eh, eh. mediocre. old
1: sucks. There you go. His Achilles yeah, injury screwed, screwed his whole career. So multiple. And his divinest. He's Diva. <laughs> yeah, He's he, Diva. he has
2: a little bit of an emotional. Uh, what was that? I think I saw like one of those like Jimmy Kimmel mean tweets yeah. where they call them like an emotional
1: lesbian. Yeah. Which, oh like, my I can god. To- like,
2: I I can totally see that. And it's safe for
1: YouTube, <laughs> so we can say for safe for us to say, it's safe for Jimmy Kimmel to post it. We can post it. Uh, so. Uh, yeah.
0: I mean, moving <laughs> forward. Uh, moving forward to the next segment. Uh, <laughs> the Neil, question. Neil O'Shea um, <coughs> got fired. Uh, for oh, oh was the, this the uh, misconduct stuff? Yeah. Is it, yeah. I know yeah. you just wrote it down. So yeah. So their Portland GM just got fired. Or, uh, for the yeah, so, yeah, so way back on November
2: 6th, The Athletic posted an article about investigating um, Olshay. Is that how you said it? Yeah, Olshay. Yeah. 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 Um, so they posted an article about him uh, talking about his workplace misconduct. They didn't really say much else about it because yeah. obviously the Blazers didn't really want to comment on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Behind closed of doors, Of course, as, as, as everything is. Um, but so they moved forward with the investigation, and as of today, December 3rd, I was literally sitting in class when I got... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Twitter notification that they fired him. So he's out. Um, I didn't see who they replaced him with. I'm sure that they have an interim GM right now. You can't really go without one of those. Yeah. Um, they cited his temper as a concern. Uh, Blazer staff members didn't like the way that he was talking to them. Apparently he would use profanity, kind of get heated in the practice facility, yada, yada, yada. Maybe use of the wrong language around some people. Possibly, very mm-hmm. possible. Um, but I think the reason why I mainly wanted to bring this up is because we've seen... So if Robert Sarver mm-hmm. just got yep. released, fired from the Suns a few weeks ago. Um, James is pretty happy about that.
0: God, I hate Sarver
2: so much. But um, <laughs> now it seems like the NBA and these organizations are kind of cracking down on this workplace misconduct stuff. Oh, they're which not, is great. They're it's, not. It's, yeah, they're not, taking, so they're not taking. They're not taking this crap from these people. Um, you know, they're thinking that oh, they're kind of hot shit for lack of a better term. Um, but no, I think that now that the league and the organizations are kind of holding some accountability yeah. for them, I think it's good.
0: And I think we really started to like, see this trend kind of come to fruition with the Donald Stern case and like back in, uh, Lob City days with, uh, mm. the Clippers. Yeah, flippers. way back in like 2015, Yeah, So, yeah. 16. so people are definitely mm-hmm. making it more apparent now. And I'm, I'm so happy that Sarver's out. I could not stand him for the longest time. Um, yeah. You know, uh, obviously, I'm so happy that they're getting a lot of these uh, GMs out that are uh, having terrible m- uh, workplace misconduct. Um, and uh, I think that it, it's going to ultimately be, be more beneficial for the league. And I think that they're going to bring in a lot more opportunities for people who uh, might not have been looked at for the positions before. So mm-hmm. yeah, And probably yeah. deserve it. Yeah, and probably Absolutely. do deserve it. Yeah. And,
2: you know, it's tough to kind of – like this is just like a regular – workplace thing not just exclusive to basketball but if you have like a guy who's coming in and like just yelling at everybody mm. angry all the time you know doesn't like appreciate it's not a good work of, of course and like yeah. no one's gonna want to work for that yeah. and I like, mean, we've seen it now because the Blazers have had pretty lackluster seasons 100%. um and yeah. uh I don't remember exactly when he got hired I think it was somewhere in 2012 I think Something uh like got <coughs> hired and um that was right around when Dame was also drafted, if I'm not mistaken, 2011. Yeah, yeah. 2011 Yeah, so right around when Dame was drafted, um, obviously the centerpiece for the Blazers, and they've had pretty lackluster season. So hopefully now with a new GM coming in, they can actually start to make some moves. Through that, mm-hmm. That's
1: what I'm thinking. Yeah. He said every all perseverance said what I wanted, so that stuff. So
2: speaking of Robert Sarver and his... Former, former team. team. <laughs> right now, we got the Suns on a hot 18-game win streak right now. Yeah. They, that's just, they just beat the uh, beat oh, the Warriors boy. with Steph yeah, and they, without. Well, they
0: actually just beat the Pistons last night. So oh, that's yeah. I was yeah. really worried about you guys. I didn't well, think I, you were going to be able to beat them. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> adds to the record.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But, so, Yeah, we did beat the Nets and Warriors back to back for games, and which was really big. Um, actually. Got a pretty good uh, win on the Warriors with like a near 10-point lead, um, and I'm pretty sure Book exited in the third quarter. Book exited um, in pro- roughly around the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And Mikhail um, Bridges held Steph Curry to one of his worst shooting nights of his entire career. Yep. Which was amazing. Um, but uh, you know, I, I I think this right now, at least at least before Clay comes back, and we see what his production is like. It Mm is without a doubt that... The Suns are the best team in the league right now. With they already had the tiebreak over the Warriors right now with the record, um, sitting at uh, 19 and three. Yep. Actually, 20 and three now, I think, uh, because of the win last night. Um, they're 19 three but the win 19, 19 and three is updated. Okay, bet. So depending yeah. on how they play tonight, Which Perfect. They're playing the Warriors again tonight. They are playing the Warriors again tonight. Mm. Um, so hopefully we beat the Warriors. Um, and so yeah, they're 19 and three, which is amazing. And I, like I said, I think without a doubt, right now the Suns are the best team in the league. And the Warriors are a very very close second, even without without Clay. But I, for me personally, I need to see Clay's production once he comes back mm-hmm. to really see if the Warriors are solidified as like basically going to the finals championship again. Finals yeah. And yeah. contenders. Finals yeah. contenders. So, um, for, but yeah, I, I, I think that it's it's so great to see, and I'm so happy that the Suns are doing good. And I, screw all you haters that said that the Suns were going to suck this season. Um, a lot of people did say they were going to be rusty yep. coming in yeah. 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 after a pretty, so, after a you
2: bad postseason, exit, made it to the finals, <laughs> yeah.
0: Some players to mention though, um, Aiton, third season in a row averaging a, to- a double-double, which is fucking amazing. Um, Booker, player of the week uh, last week and currently shooting uh, 50-50-90, which is probably some of the best that we've seen him shoot uh, in his entire career. Uh, If he can keep this up for uh, the next month or so, then they'll be in a really good spot for uh, all-star break. Um, And uh, CP3 is leading in assists and is tied for second right now for for steals. So, I mean, CP3 is playing like he's 23 again. Um, you know, I, I think that their son's production is higher than it's ever been, and I and hopefully we get close to make the finals again. And hopefully we do make the finals again. Right. But, yeah. Yeah, I think right
2: now, definitely the teams to watch in the Western Conference Suns and Warriors, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, right now, like you said, Chris Paul coming in, possibly Defensive Player of the Year right now, Cute. second in assists right now. Yeah. Mikhail Bridges, also, I know you didn't really agree with this, but
1: he's a uh, dark horse
2: candidate uh,
1: for uh, Defensive now, Player of the Year. Again, this is me watching the Suns game. Again, like I've watched Mikhail Bridges in the rotation. Look at his reach and his overall like impact 100%. as a player on the switch and also just one-on-one. He's insane. 100%. So. And
0: for me, as a Suns player, I f- freaking love Mikael Bridges. I would love to see him get DPOI. Now, the reason why I don't think that he might is because – Based off of the trends that we've seen from a lot of the previous awards have been given through like mainly just stats, mm. and so like which is not how it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's not it should fair. be a part of it, but not as yeah. big as you know overall impact. Hundred percent agree. But I mean, based off of the trends, I I personally don't see Bridges winning DPOY right now, but I would love if he did. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think mostly the reason why I think he's in the
2: conversation right now is because of his. Rel- his his perimeter defense and, like you said, the switches right now, he's not racking up a crazy amount of steals, even though he did have seven the other night oh, yeah, uh, against yeah. the Nets. Um, so, he's mm-hmm. definitely getting some steals, right? But, um, it's I think he's just, averaging I mean, 1.6 right now. Something like that, yep. yeah. Um, but, I mean, he his arms, like his reach... His wingspan yeah, is wingspan. crazy. I think he's you know, like,
0: what is he like, six six, and I think he has like almost a seven foot wingspan. Yeah, that's like yeah. insane.
2: The man can just step into any passing lane. You know, you wow. can't, you can't get anything past him.
1: Yep, he's basically Kevin Durant who plays better defense. Hold mm-hmm. on, give me a second. I'm gonna look at his wingspan right now. His wingspan is. Like six hand, gotta be, right? He's six six. Where's his wingspan? Did this back Oh, I guess Basketball Reference doesn't have that. Just Google. Just Google it. True. I was like hoping that Basketball Reference does have that, but yeah, Basketball Reference. Get get wingspan on on as one of your uh, yeah. So his wingspan profile. is seven one. Yeah. Right? There you as go. As go. Is, yeah, I think you nailed that. Wild. Right right yeah. There. Um. So Why so does Durant.
2: Durant seven foot? Durant's like six, six eleven. 11. Foot, I think he calls himself like six twelve. Yeah. <laughs> six twelve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um yeah he has like a crazy amount of reach. Wild. Yeah you know Um, and yeah not to mention like I know we mentioned a few times but the switches he is really good on the switch he is really good on the switch like just because I mean he's 6'6 so he's not like super big but he's not getting bullied out in the paint
0: for for sure
2: you know they're so definitely right now, uh-huh. but um, I think last thing we want to talk about with the Suns are two things. I know this you would have more to say about this, yeah. but are they gonna pay DeAndre Ayton?
0: Yeah, that is that is definitely the one like issue that's kind of revolving around the Suns right now a little bit. Is like when are we gonna pay because like. Man needs to get paid. Dude needs to get paid. Dude needs to get paid a lot. And do I, they have money? Uh, well, they do have the money for it. It's just more or less like, do they really want to pay Eaton? Didn't and they
1: just pay Mikkel Bridges like money over there? Yeah. They gave him a max extension.
0: They gave him a max extension. And like, the fact that they haven't given Aiton that, for me, is disappointing. I uh, think...
2: I think Aiden deserves it more than Mikhail Bridges. I personally would agree as well. In my opinion. So, I
0: mean, I, I don't know. Mikael Bridges is a yeah. great player,
2: but I think that if you had to pick one, I would go with DA.
0: I agree. So, I, it's been frustrating to have to sit back here and watch them not pay Aiden. Mm. <laughs> um, and, like, I've been looking at his contracts and stuff, and, like, he's getting paid well, but, like, he definitely deserves to get paid more than he does. I think he's getting paid around 12 a year. Mm. Um and uh, he definitely should be up in, the, like, the mm. 18 conversation. And I think he knows that.
2: Yeah. So my question is, or not my question, but I guess my thought process <laughs> would be, if the Suns don't offer him more money, is he going
0: to stay with the Suns? No, that mm. is no very questionable. And I no. would love to say that he's going to stay. Mm, but of course, because he's a great piece. <laughs> yeah. But,
2: I mean, if he's only getting paid 12 a year and averaging a 20 and 10 double-double, yeah, all, all knows know he's
1: worth more than that. <laughs> We all know Sam Presti's gonna like pay him a max and trade him immediately. Yeah. <laughs> immediately. So uh, we all know that if he doesn't come back to the Suns, Sam Presti's gonna step on that and try to get yeah. some so value. out. I, of it. I hope
0: that they pay him and uh, they pay him well, and uh, he doesn't get traded or leave the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a great piece to have. Yeah, agreed. But back
2: to the Suns' 18-game win streak, real quick. So the Heat currently hold the record for the longest win streak in the NBA with 27 games mm-hmm. straight with a dub. That's true. Are the Suns going to be able to beat them?
0: Yes. Um, uh, I, like, obviously, I'm going to say yes. Obviously, I'm going to say yes. But um, realistically saying, do I think that they could get close 100%? Actually, let's um, look
1: at their next, how is it, many games? Nine games, right? Yeah. yeah. Or, or actually, no, nine. It's even eight is. games because they beat the Pistons. So they have eight more games till the, mm-hmm. so the, the record, and right? They're saying so right? the
2: Warriors tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the rest of their slate looks I can, like. I can look at yeah. that right
1: now. So it's going to be Warriors tonight. Spur so eight games, so Spurs, Celtics, Clippers, Blazers, Wizards, Hornets. Is that eight? Two four
2: five, I think six. the only team that stood out And, right and there, Lakers. Think, they
1: played Lakers is their last game for the only the, record. the
2: only teams that I could see beating the Suns based off of that slate right now mm, would be
0: I was gonna say the Clips. Yeah, maybe the Clippers. Clippers the at home could Clippers be a, an underrated Warriors if
1: Steph doesn't have yeah, his we'll, poor yeah, game. Yeah, we'll see tonight. Um, oh yeah. no, yeah, the battle of the top, battle of the Titans, or whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> but do I think that's feasible? One hundred percent feasible for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, like I mean, this slate says otherwise because they're playing the Wizards, Hornets. Um, and the Clippers at home. I mean, if the you Celtics just were at home. Said that about
0: five seconds ago. Um, but also, the
1: Cl- I was gonna say the Celtics at home too, but they're not playing the Celtics at home, so. I don't know why you think. Well, so I don't Suns think that's would the, to the, the Celtics. Sun. But the Celtics are fifth in defense this year, so they're doing our the Best team in the league, period. <laughs> I don't know about that, but. It's proven. It's record-wise, <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, anyway, you can make an
2: argument for the Warriors. All right. <laughs> All right wait, do we, do we want to have a little impromptu, <laughs> impromptu debate here? Who we think right. the best team in the league is right I now? I mean,
1: I would have to argue for the Warriors, and I'm not prepped for that. But I just, I just, like, I would say it's not, right, well, it's well, not as far as people think. Let's
2: hear it. Let's hear it right now. New segment, okay? Impromptu debate. Right now, we okay. got Suns' best team in the league. We got, uh, I almost oh, said wait. Celtics.
0: Not Celtics, uh, the Warriors' best
2: team in the league frankly i don't know i'm leaning more towards warriors but i would like to hear what you guys have to say i mean like i I, I, just
0: I think that the, the production side on uh, on the Suns has been a lot greater and more efficient than the uh than the uh the warriors been uh i think that the only two people that you can really uh testify have been like overshooting their mark um and to an extent, like, Steph Curry is just Steph Curry, so he's going to be constantly doing that. But, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the player that I'm really referring to is Jordan Poole. Um, Jordan Poole has been making a massive step up for the Warriors for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that those are the two players that you could say that have been really affecting the Warriors type of play. But once Clay comes back, I mean, Jordan Poole is going to be on bench immediately. <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah. but, or they can uh,
1: run Clay at three. They could do a war- They could do a curry poole clay draymond i don't know what actually draymond probably the five even if you think about it
2: oh, will bring back their uh their, their death, small their ball lineup, death lineup. Their small ball death lineup with draymond at the five they mm-hmm. could do that because right now they have kevin looney at the five
0: i don't personally see that working right now especially since that's been a couple years since they've tried to do that um and uh Uh, Like I said, you know, I just don't see as many players putting up the numbers uh, for, you know, efficiency and uh, Mm -hmm. overall play type for um, winning games. And that's why the Suns have been on a 18-game win streak and the Warriors haven't.
1: You know, uh, I just want to note this out. Steph Curry has the highest defensive win shares out of the whole team at 1.4. And that's surprising because Draymond is 1.3. And, that show, and Draymond's still an amazing defender. Uh, that was just a side point. But the one thing I did want to highlight, the Warriors are the first team, in, the, the best team in defense defensively this year. They're the number one defense and they're the number three de- uh, offense, which is higher than the Suns because the Suns are sixth in offense and fourth in defense. Mm-hmm. Why did we beat them? You didn't beat them yet. We did beat they them. Beat them the other we literally night. beat them the other night. We played them tonight. Well, beat we beat them, them, them by beat 10 them the other, the other night. night.
2: That was when Steph had a really poor game. Remember he shot Get like up, kid.
0: <laughs> True. Again, we'll see. Booker didn't even play, really. Yeah, so... It's like five my,
2: points. So my thing mm. is... Okay, so I didn't know that Booker had five points. That is news to me. That actually yeah. kind of just invalidates what I was just about to say.
1: What I was about to say... is Well, what I was Shocker. about to say
2: was... Um, so, yeah, Suns are on an 18-game win streak. Is Devin Booker going to shoot 50-50-90 for the rest of the season? No. Probably no. not. No. Probably not. Yeah.
0: Even
1: I will be but, realistic by saying Yeah, <laughs> no. so I
2: don't think that. But, I mean, the fact that they did beat... The, um, Warriors. the Warriors with Devin Booker having a relatively lackluster game, from what it sounds like. He's mm-hmm. pulling up the his yeah. uh, box score right yeah. now. So, yeah, I would like
1: to see Again, that. I'm, I'm honestly, even if they did, they did beat him, but they're still the third team in offense, the first team in defense, even after losing to the Suns, which is still saying a lot. Because you think their rating would go down after getting smoked by the Suns. You think about it. You know, usually after having a terrible performance, usually your rankings would drop. But that Mm -hmm. shows how solid their overall team is, regardless of one game that they lost to, which is, of course, the Suns, which is people will say is is the best team. Okay, yes,
2: that's not even, like, good production. Chris Paul had 15
0: with 11 assists. assists. Yeah, double Uh, plays. DeAndre Ayton had 24 points with 11 boards. Interesting. Jay Crowder had 14 points with 6 boards. The just had 2 points. I know he had two points.
2: That man is on my fantasy team. He played 41 (laughs) minutes. Cameron Johnson
0: had 14 points. Everybody on the team did well because we played as a cohesive unit, whereas the the Warriors did not that night. We beat them. The Warriors
2: do have, in my opinion, better team ball. For the overall, they have better. Overall. They well, one hundred. I will overall. admit they
0: have one hundred percent better ball ball movement. They than us. They have the best ball ball movement in the league, other than maybe the Bulls right now. Um, mm-hmm. Huh. But um, the like I said, just like the overall production side on the Suns is greater than the Warriors right now. I mean, we have we we will on offensively yes, you are ranked third in the league. But if you watch, if you're watching our games, you can see that. When, like, we, we take our time with, like, trying to make sure that we're getting the right shot and not yeah. getting stupid shots and taking contested ones, unless unless it's Booker. Because Booker think, will make everything in somebody's face. I think it doesn't
1: help that the Suns are basically a counter for the Warriors in the sense they have the biggest big man that could ever bully Draymond in the paint. Which is why, you, you said, again, he brought up 25 points for... wasn't it? 25 points for... 24. 24. Point being... It seemed like the perimeter defense is pretty solid. You could tell by the performance. Um, but then the interior defense is a problem for the Warriors, it seems like, after that game, considering that. I mean, Draymond did all right, but he's your center. Imagine putting Draymond on, on DeAndre Aiden where, like, there's basically a half-a-foot advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be it's that, gonna
2: be tough. I mean, even with to him on.
1: being the bully man donkey that he is, I don't <laughs> think he could stop Aiton for how he much we've seen like, Aiton bully like people last trick. playoff. I'm just saying
0: that, like you know, for some for a team that was number one, that's number one in defense, uh, we locked the hell out of them up. So
1: again, that's why I'm saying like they're they're probably only counter to the Warriors is DeAndre Aiton because I really don't think the Suns without DeAndre Aiton is gonna beat the Warriors. Curry had ten points. This is, I said without DeAndre Ayton. Mikhail Bridges locked up Curry. He (laughs) guarded Curry. Ayton didn't guard Curry. And Mikhail Bridges had two points. Point being, I was saying, like, if you had to put them together without Ayton, I think they would obviously, I think, my personal opinion, I think the Warriors would be, but I think with Ayton, the Suns are obviously a, a better team one on one. If you had to put it in a bubble, those two. Oh, well, he's on the team. So then so. there you go. There you just said it that the Suns <laughs> are better. So Suns are better unless Aiden gets injured, which but hopefully it doesn't happen because I just want to see the Suns do don't well. Speak that, yeah, yeah. Don't speak that into existence. Don't speak that into existence because I actually want to see the Suns do well this year because again, you. continuity or not continuity, but like uh, what's the word for like rapid change or whatever the hell it's not like just one team's dominate but there's a lot of like fluidity and stuff in the league like, oh, you, you, you know what I it, know what, what you're trying to get at. <laughs> yeah absolutely. I like I, having I, don't know I like, the, I don't know I like having that in the that. NBA not just having one team dominate but there's competitiveness.
2: multiple teams like kind of competitiveness um, it's like good competitiveness cuz like if God, I mean, what is it? when you watch the Warriors win like you know, go to the finals for like three, four straight years. That kind of gets a little boring. Yeah, I, mean, I
1: forgot the word. Point being, I Cavs like having well. that. So hopefully the Suns yeah. don't win. Again, they're both really good teams. Like we're again, like just like the Suns, uh, Paul Nash Bay, We're arguing very minuscule things. I think they're both really good teams, and I think there's only like a one. The, the Suns are really only a one step above the Warriors. That's why. I,
0: that's why I tried to emphasize when we were talking about the sun streak that like right now I think that they're the best yeah. team in the league because like obviously if Clay comes back and he's like. Pulls a KD and he's like better than he was when he was bef- well, before he was injured. Like, yeah. obviously the Warriors are gonna be the best team in the league, but like <laughs> for right now, I'm gonna ride the the pirate.
2: He's gonna ride the wave, yeah, ride the 18 game win streak. Yeah, exactly. the Sun's wave 19
1: or 19. Wait, didn't they just win last night? the Pistons, Pistons, so it's 19, no, it was seven. Yeah, Nine I think 13. it's
0: 19.
1: I think it's 19 now, right? I think it's 19 now think, after
0: the Pistons win. Okay, whatever they're
1: at, they've won well, a lot of games in a row. They should be twenty and three right now, I think. Eighteen win streak, you know, it's eighteen.
2: Yeah, and they're nineteen and three. Mm-hmm.
1: Dope. Alright, that's all that's really an impromptu debate. Yeah, I a mean, little we'll
2: impromptu segment right there. Impromptu all right, so,
1: segment.
2: I guess we could tie this back with the Warriors and changing their lineups a little bit with how they're going to do that. But I right mean, now, we want to talk about a little bit of basketball theory. I guess that's what we're going to call it for now. Yeah. I don't know what else to call it. Yeah. But cause... um, we're going to talk about <laughs> positions, and we're going to talk about uh, what the positions mean. And basically, right now in 2021, 2022 season, are we seeing teams playing positionless basketball?
1: Um, how do we want you want to start off with like. I guess I can kind of... Um, How do you want to start this? Because, well, again, this is like kind of what we thought I mean, of last minute. Yeah, literally this is last honest, minute. This is also impromptu to the story time. I don't know if you wanted to talk about it um, with the DeMarcus Cousins I mean, thing yeah. going down. No, the I mean, I might, you might as well just talk about that. We did course. say in the last podcast we were going to bring this yeah, up. Yeah, so, I mean, like, time. yeah, last
0: podcast, real quick, this is a very quick story, but... Um, You know, last podcast, we were talking about Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins a little bit. And Mm -hmm. we talked about DeMarcus Cousins real quick in this podcast. But um, basically, I had uh, a couple of years ago, I was in high school, um, and I went with a couple of my friends to a Knicks game because I had a couple uh, season tickets for the Knicks. And um, we... Ended up going to the game. It was uh, Knicks versus Pelicans. DeAndre, uh, not DeAndre, uh, DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis were both playing that night. So we were excited to go to the game. It was going to be fun. Uh, we figured that the Pelicans were actually going to smack the Knicks. I think the Knicks ended up winning. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, yeah. um, and I had pretty good seats. So we could see the court pretty good. Um, and <laughs> just the funniest thing happened. So um, we were there for a Shaq than a fool moment, um, oh, which was pretty funny and I thoroughly enjoyed it oh, and it was it nice right to there. yeah <laughs> it was it was, it was <laughs> nice to see it while I was like actually there because I've never experienced that kind of thing before but it's actually really funny if you're at the game um but basically uh there was two malfunctions by uh uh, Demarcus <laughs> Cousins there, and uh, who some,
2: is a shacked and a full regular? Yeah, regular. yeah he is.
0: <laughs> Javale <laughs> McGee and Demarcus Cousins. <laughs> so, um, so Demarcus Cousins uh, inbounds the ball, uh, and both Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins are bringing up the ball so they're they're coming from backcourt and they are walking and then they start jogging at the same time synchronously which is pretty <laughs> funny uh, but then like literally one play later DeMarcus Cousins is bringing up the ball and uh, he's just like acting like a point guard for some reason I don't know that DeMarcus Cousins
2: completely play right play. and so <laughs> Anthony Davis
0: posts up on the on the on the high post and uh DeMarcus Cousins just like it totally has a brain malfunction. <laughs> it grabs the ball, picks up the ball from dribbling, and uh, and start and takes two steps and like like a clear travel, ref doesn't call it passes the ball to Anthony Davis def- defenders right there just like absolutely goes right into his hands perfectly and steals the ball and goes down for a fast break layup <laughs> it was like it was the worst thing it sounds a lot uh, it sounds a lot weirder than uh, it's me like explaining a you have it. To be
2: there moment
0: a little bit but we'll but throw up we'll, we'll, we'll try to find
1: the clip I don't know if they'll have it but I think we we'll 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 will be able to find
0: the clip um, the but yeah it's a, it's a really funny moment and uh, I, I we just started geeking all the entire time while we were at that game it was a great Time, which, which is why I wanted to transition
1: to this again. So yeah, this,
0: this did have some relevance. This is some relevance because I,
1: I wanted to tie this to the point of how, again, in the 2000s, big men were the, the thing, of course, you know, Shaquille O'Neal and everything. Having big men dominate the NBA and then basically transitioning to when the Warriors came up when Curry started to become Curry and basically dominating the perimeter and basically having, you know, big men become useless essentially because the perimeter was so powerful when Curry came into the league and basically saying, hey, if we can shoot threes and make them at a, a more efficient rate, why would we have big men that are basically useless on the perimeter? Fair. So, And that, and that's the point where we brought up about pre- positionist basketball now because at this point, would you rather have a center that could switch really well and play on the perimeter rather than like a big man like DeMarcus Cousins who only could play in the paint? That's essentially why I wanted to bring that up mm-hmm. after that story. And my first thought is obviously – uh, we are playing a position basketball era and I'd rather take the perimeter over the um, Yeah, I mean
0: position. like for, for me uh, I think definitely with like the way that uh, the NBA is like kind of rolling right now that uh, I would agree with Moaks. I think that uh, that's probably the best way to go about it that getting a center who can shoot on the perimeter would be a better uh, idea and maybe even could defend a little bit on the perimeter um, but I mean, I definitely think that both have their benefits. It's just... Because, like, we've, we've seen somebody like um, like Valanchunas uh, mm-hmm. it would be a good example for that. Because, like, he was all about old-school basketball. Literally did not do anything except in the paint or in the post. It was ridiculous. And now he's transitioned a little bit to shooting a little bit more, but he still has that kind of old head tendency. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, like... And he's producing amazing this year. Probably the best that he's done in a long ass time. So,
1: yeah. um, you and, know, um, yeah. So, do we count Draymond as that? As the first, one of the first type of big men who played. I think, I think basketball.
2: I think Draymond was a very good example of this positionless basketball because yeah. he is 6-7 and played the 5. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. so I think that, you know, he kind of broke a lot of the molds for like what it is to be a typical big man. Usually it you'd be pretty hard pressed to find an NBA team right now that doesn't have a 7-foot center. It's true. You know, That's true. um, so the Warriors are doing it now. I actually don't know exactly how tall Kevin Looney is, but he's definitely taller than 6'7. I think he's like 6'11 um, sort of something right. like six that. Nine, six, so, yeah, ar- around there, like a normal height for uh, a center, right? But yeah, I think that Draymond kind of broke a lot of the mold for that, and it obviously worked for the Warriors, oh, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah. to be fair, also, if you stuck Draymond in any other system, would he work as well? Probably not. You know, because he can also pass relatively well. He passes you know. better than any so, other big man. Yeah, so. Or, yeah, well, um, maybe not like, like, you know, Jokic, Jokic, Jokic. But Jokic. Like, yeah, but, like, but yeah, yeah. You know. he kind of, in my opinion, broke a lot of that mold. But I think another good example would be um, you were talking about Valanchunas. I yeah. kind of wanted to mention Vucevic. Vucevic, would be a Vucevic I think, is solid because he is kind of like on the cusp of. Playing center slash stretch four, yes, Yeah. kind of you know, but um, he shoots threes. He's pretty good in the mid range as well. Just dominates
0: on boards. You know, um, yeah. and he's uh, yeah, absolute absolute glass cleaner.
2: So um, yeah, I think it's really important to have that like ability to stretch the floor because sure. if you can't, then I mean, it's just like. Rudy Gobert, yeah. you know, he's pretty... He's oh, so a prime example of the old-school style yeah. uh, exactly. big man and, position. You know, yeah. it's working for them in the regular season, but then as soon as the Jazz get to the playoffs, they're a first-round exit, I'm pretty sure, for the past couple years now. So, obviously, it's not working, yeah. you know, because it's easy to defend Gobert, right. okay? you got to stick just a big body on him. He mm-hmm. can't shoot anywhere outside the paint. He's going to grab a lot of rebounds for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, other than that... He's pretty easy to defend. You know, yeah. and then also if you just even if you get a switch on him, you send him to the free throw line. Sure. And he's a terrible free throw shooter yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, so yeah. like I think it's really important to have a big man that's able to do a lot as opposed to just having you know, sticking some seven two, seven three, however tall Gobert is. You know, being able to get five blocks a game, sure. But if he can't shoot He's an easy defensive, yeah. offensive liability. Yeah, yeah,
1: you know. I but, agree. And I think the li- I wanted to cap off the segment with: Do we, will we ever see the big men return to the NBA? I hope so. Um, I ever? Don't. see I think it. ever yes, but I, not. The currently. only reason why
2: I don't see it right now is because of the the stress on the three point shot right now. Um, you know, like once Curry came in. Um, it was pretty much like just threes all day. Yeah, you know, yeah. everyone's shooting threes. Everyone wants a three-point shot. You always want a guy who can shoot threes. Like, uh, Clay Thompson is an incredibly valuable asset because he pretty much only shoots threes. Uh, Duncan Robinson. Uh, is an older an
1: older reference that probably started the trend was Ray Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray
2: Allen, yeah, kind of like was the forefather of, uh, of like the modern really good three-point Reggie, Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller was Nye. also in that conversation as well. Um... So, yeah, I don't see the big man coming back only because of the stress on the three-point shot.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, I would hope that it comes back at some point just because, like, I Mm -hmm. personally love seeing the big man. And, uh, like, my, my favorite type of basketball was, like, Getting big man, uh, the, like, the ball in the post and, uh, like, guards and forwards taking as many mid-range shots as possible. Like, early two thousand basketball, like, a little bit in the 90s, too. Yeah. Like, that was, like, my favorite kind of basketball play. Like, that kind of style, I felt, like, was really physical. It made it entertaining. It, uh, and it was always, like, a close match. And there was always defense. You know, like, no one ever, like, you never would see if a play, uh, Uh, A 140 to 139 game. I mean, I think that
2: also the defense is part of it Mm -hmm. as not seeing the big man come back because we're seeing a lot of foul calls, Mm -hmm. less this season now because, yeah, Yeah. they they changed that. So I think that if anything's going to be able to bring the big man back, I think it's going to be that new foul rule change. But I mean, right now, you know, you see these guys, they're just putting up, you know, 15, 16 free throws a game. And I don't see. That kind of like defensive intensity coming back, yeah. and also with the new age of like technology, looking at basketball analytics, people, um, a lot of the the basketball operations staff members from all these organizations are at, telling their players just to kind of stay away from the mid range shot because mm-hmm. it's considered inefficient, right? You know, because they're saying it's either a three or you want that high percentage, percentage. in the paint shot, yeah? Because yeah. they're saying like, well, why would we shoot a Sixteen foot mid range shot as opposed to getting a you know nine foot layup basically. Shot. Yeah, I yeah. mean these are NBA players. They can yeah. make they make shots all day. <laughs> yes. But um no so I, I personally I do not see the big man coming back. Unfortunately right. I think it was nice. Yeah. You know yeah. it was cool. I like watching highlights. You know watching these guys like dominate in the paint. But right now I see. Too much, not too much focus, but I see the focus is on guards now, mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. Everybody wants a guard. Everybody wants a guard that can shoot,
1: a guard that can facilitate. You know, I mean, this draft was a, was basically the, I guess the exact a good example of this. Like example, Jalen Green, Kate Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, and Evan Mobley was the third pick, and right now only he was the only is, big man that was. Is, Turning up in yeah. Cleveland right now, so he's <laughs> making a good yeah.
2: case for big men
1: being even Scotty Barnes as a wing, as a perimeter wing. So, I would just that's kind of an example of what, what we're going towards, like what people, what teams are looking for. Mm-hmm. Analytics basically saying, Yeah, shoot the three or get a layup, kind of it, right? That's so. what I'm seeing right now. So, I just don't yeah. see the
2: big man coming back.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's I me. Mean, that's all I wanted to say for the basketball theory positions. I mean, we might bring it back for another thing. We don't. This is kind of like an impromptu thing because I've really yeah, wanting to talk about, about it big man. like a few
2: minutes before we hit the record. Yeah, <laughs> basically because I just wanted so to talk we'll about see if it the comes back.
1: big man stuff. But yeah, I mean that's really it. Um, hopefully we can get rhythm going again. Hopefully with Christmas break coming along, we have more time to iron out some stuff and also, you know, get back into rhythm get back again. Into it, yeah. Because I mean, so I mean we're, we're, two in fi-
2: we're in finals right now, yeah. so it's a little difficult, but we we're, tr- we're trying. Yeah, we're, try- yeah. we're trying to have a, a formalized schedule.
1: Honestly, that two-week hiatus did make me feel like I really want to get back into this again, so mm-hmm. I'm ready to get back into this. Yeah, so, do uh, y'all have anything else to say? I think we're good. Yep. All right, I'll see y'all next week. Hopefully. If you know the finals, we'll hopefully see y'all next week. Yes, sir. Um, peace. Peace out.